Chairman David Brock of the Cuyahoga County Democratic Party, congratulations to you and everyone on your big win. Thank you, Matthew. Appreciate it. A lot of hard work by a lot of people, so we we're, we're pretty happy with the results, to be sure. Dave, I, I want you to tell us about the preparation to this win. Mm-hmm. This has been going on for months, and from everywhere from Cuyahoga County to Hamilton, Franklin, everywhere in between has been pre- prepping for this election day mm-hmm. for months. Can you just walk us through what you, the party, and everybody else that has helped get this issue, get issue one, uh, a big, big resounding no, mm-hmm. what, what, what went into that? Well, it was a, a long process. As you mentioned, months. We started with the petitions for women's reproductive rights, um, and that really started in earnest in March, April. And we were we gained um, three times as many signatures. We obtained, sorry, three times as many signatures as the next closest county party with 24,000 signatures. So that really started the ball rolling. And I saw the s- sort of um, type of organizing we could be doing in this county. Um, and so then we were able to sort of turn that around and a lot went into this, and a lot of people went into defeating issue no here in this county. Um, but we did things a little bit differently than I think other counties and other organizations did. As you know, there were statewide groups running this uh, at the state level who were also trying to help in the counties. But we did, amongst other things, canvassing kits. So when people were going out to canvas for the first month or two, um, they were actually taking not just a piece of lid and knocking on a door, but they were also taking baggies that had little holes that could go over the door mm-hmm. hanger that had the piece of literature that said vote no and the right. reasons for it. And then they also had a vote by mail request form in that bag and a pre-addressed envelope to the Board of Elections. So this helps. So it'll turn out being that um, ne- nearly almost 100,000 people will have voted either in by mail or in person wow. before the election even started, wow. which was which was my goal, but I didn't think we could get to 100,000, but we did, and a lot of groups had something to do with that, um, including groups that were m- mailing out vote-by-mail requests as well, but um, that was crucial. I think when you can bank uh, 100,000 votes, that's big. Now, this was a special election, and if I am not mistaken, special elections were outlawed by, the, by Columbus, and for some reason we had this, and mm-hmm. despite that, uh, there was a 38% turnout for Cuyahoga County, and if I am correct with my numbers, something like 76.5% of Cuyahoga County voted no on this, yeah. which is not only massive, a massive win mm-hmm. for Cuyahoga County, huge turnout mm-hmm. uh, for a special election. Can you talk about how did people know about this? How did people get out mm-hmm. to vote? Can you tell us what you did and the party did to make sure that people knew about this important election coming up? Yeah, absolutely. We did a number of things. Uh, obviously, talking about the canvassing, we did a, a lot of that. And we, talking about the 76.5%, uh, we were first in the state in terms of raw votes, uh, in terms of we had the most no votes in the state. And we also had the highest percentage, or about a point and a half higher than Franklin County, uh, voting no. So that's pretty significant. So we notified people by canvassing. We notified people by text. Um, we dwarfed other county parties in terms of the number of text messages we sent. Um, so we had, and we had social media, we had a number of ways, and we had a lot of buy-in from hundreds, if not thousands, of volunteers who were just committing their time. So it was pretty remarkable to see, quite frankly. I see a lot of, uh, all the cities are here on, on sheets of paper. If everybody uh, wants right. to look at all of these numbers that we have, uh, I'm going to link it in the show notes below so you can see about a lot of the hard work of a lot of volunteers that come in to try to just make sense of these numbers. And some things that I'm looking at right now is I see Bay Village, my hometown, is like 72.9%. Mm-hmm. We have East Cleveland is 95.6% yeah. voted no. Right. Um, 
there's just a lot. Can you go through some of these uh, towns, these precincts, and some of the hard work that everybody's done to get these amazing results? Yes. A Bay Village, I mean, we can start there alphabetically, right? Bay Village, and you were just talking about, Bay Village has an extraordinary Democratic club and a presence um, that has been remarkable. Misty Ellick's the president there. Um, Jerry Horning's the Bay, uh, Bay Village Democratic city leader. Um, Tom Ryan is the vice president of their club. They are committed. They were out collecting signatures. I remember, I think you and I were both at the event where they had sent a text message Mm -hmm. to Bay Village Democrats, registered Democrats in the city, asking them to come, one, sign the petition, and two, stay for their Democratic meeting, which they did. When was that, May, maybe? Or I forget. No, it would have been. You're putting me on the spot. I know, I'm trying to remember when that would have been. Yeah, Yeah, something. And so that was remarkable. Then they go out on Canvas, and they stay in constant contact. They're using all all the technological tools as well by texting um, by email and then they do things uh, to draw people in by having uh, wine giveaways I think wine pools is what they Mm -hmm. were so uh, not surprisingly a lot of the places that had the highest turnout um, have really robust democratic organizations in their um, cities and neighborhoods so like um, in Cleveland Ward 3 uh, I think had the second highest turnout for the city of Cleveland behind the beast that is Cleveland Ward 17. But Ward 3 has a significant, they've partnered with Ward 15, um, a significant presence, and their canvassing was monumental. I should let you know also, Cuyahoga County had the most doors knocked mm. um, uh, by a county party this year as well, be- beating out Franklin County. Um, so, it, But you have people, so when you have these robust clubs that get involved and make all the use of technology, that's going to pay off. And that's why we sort of encourage things like this. And in our lifetime, <laughs> near and soon, we will see Strongsville, I think, vote, for example, for a Democratic um, president, um, as well as North Royalton, I think, is going to get there one day. So I, I am 100% expecting that, actually, in 2024. Mm-hmm. What, what does all this mean, then, for 2024? Actually, no, let's let's look mm-hmm. at some of these other uh, cities in here. Do you want to highlight any of these other places? Like, I'm looking at uh, Cleveland 17, as you mentioned, with a yeah. 45% turnout. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, you know, Fairview Park. We have the Olmsteads, Olmstead Falls Township, North North Olmstead, North Royalton uh, has a strong Dem club, even though it's yeah. new, it's strong. What what else are we looking at here? Well, I mean, so for example, Cleveland Heights and Shaker Heights are two, again, talking about robust democratic operations. Those two cities could be the templates. Uh, and you see they both over 90% voted no with um, turnout that was uh, above the average of the county. So th- those are incredible. I think it was also kind of cool to see Cleveland uh, Ward 9 had two precincts and Ward 10, Cleveland Ward 10, had one precinct where zero people voted yes, which is sort of remarkable. Are you serious? Absolutely, yeah. Cleveland Ward 9, two precincts where no one voted yes, and Ward 10 had, had one as well. So, uh, But then again, Cleveland Heights, um, Shaker Heights, as I was talking about, Lakewood, uh, all of these places. So we're just trying to encourage people and let them know that in this county, if you want to increase your numbers, increase your victories, you have, again, a, an operation in place that can do that. Lindhurst is a new one with their remarkable city leader, uh, Kathy Covarrubias, they, they're um, turnout was over 50%. Wow. Um, and they work incredibly hard there. Solon is another one where they work incredibly hard, right? So, and they put forth the effort and it pays off. It doesn't happen overnight. And the other thing is when we were just talking for a long, for a while, Cleveland's Ward 14 uh, had been dead last in turnout um, in their 
within Cleveland, right? So this um, time, because of what they've done, two of the best um, signature gatherers for women's reproductive rights, by the way, um, live in Ward 14, and Walt Gaychuk is the ward leader over there now. Uh, Ward 14 went from dead last to second last, so there was a significant improvement because of the effort they're putting in. What do you think, and this goes back to my original question, but what do you think this all means for 2024, Sherrod Brown, uh, the presidential race, um, any other races, congressional races as well? Mm -hmm. What do you think all of this is pointing to in 2024? I think the one thing it does is it gives us hope. I think this was a shot of adrenaline for uh, Democrats in this county. Did the GOP mess up? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think there's any question that, the, and I sort, I think I had tweeted this the day that they um, decided to go ahead and, and put this on the ballot. I said, why you would want to give uh, people an opportunity to build up their organizing mm. strength a year before a presidential and vital Senate election right. is beyond me. Right. So, but that's what they did. That's why you know the shot of adrenaline has people saying. You know, and if you looked at the statewide map, hey, Northeast Ohio, hey, all these counties right. in Northeast Ohio, and, the, and Cleveland.com, by the way, deserves a ton, a ton of credit. There were so many people involved in this. Cleveland.com made all their articles free about issue one. They printed vote by mail request forms mm-hmm. right in their paper and made and linked to them. Um, they did not, they did not mess around in saying that this was a power grab of right. uh, proportions we can't possibly understand. So right. I do. There was, a, there was a lot at play here that really made this possible. Mm-hmm. And, and just talking more about 2024, we have yeah. the races there, but we also have issues that are coming up in 2023 and yeah. 2024. Yeah. What do you think this points to for those? Well, I think it, it, one of the things that we're going to have to do a little bit better is, so November of 2023, we'll have, amongst including municipal races, we're also going to have this, the, what we started this whole process of trying to achieve was women's right to abortion, women's right to make decisions for their own bodies and control their own bodies. And that's going to be on the ballot now as a result of this, because this was a a naked power grab by Republicans to prevent that. So that's going to be on the ballot. We've seen how well that's done in other states, including ruby red states. Um, We also have probably going to be on the ballot is legalizing recreational marijuana. That's a little bit different. It won't be a constitutional guarantee like the right to an abortion would be, but it will still drive people out. And I think the combination of both of those um, can be qu- quite beneficial to Democrats mm-hmm. in this county. Um, as for 2024, I, I know for a fact Senator Brown looked at this map and said, right. you know, this is, I mean, if he's going right. to win, he needs places like Lorraine County, Ashtabula, where he's, you know, he's won before, and not just Cuyahoga. So I think that, again, this was a real shot in the arm for us. I, I, that's my assessment as of now. There were so many people involved, mm-hmm. and I was here on election night, and the HQ here was packed. Yeah. Packed wall yeah. to wall. Everybody was having a good time. The results came out within, I think, 25 minutes of <laughs> yeah, polls yeah. Clo- closing. Yeah. Like, you didn't have time to even walk in the door before everybody's like, hey, I think the, it was, the race <laughs> yeah, was called. And we were like, what is going on? I know. Yeah. Um, but the sun was still out. I think <laughs> I made that point. The sun was literally still shining. The sun was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but with everything, with every good victory, with every heart, with all the hard work, with all the people involved, is there anything that can be approved moving forward? Because again, 2024 is crucial mm-hmm, for mm-hmm, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, we always say this is the most important election, but 2024 <laughs> is pretty damn big. Yeah. What, what, what do you think as the chair of the Cuyahoga Democratic Party, you mm-hmm. personally, and what, what you personally want to take on to improve 
as well as you know all the people that are you know organizing, helping out. The, that's you know really committed, involved with this process. What else do can they do to you know get ready for you know the, right. the bigger fights in the future? Great question, and I think that there's always there's always room for improvement. Now we're we're going to end up being basically our turnout will mimic the states. I think right now the states turnout was thirty eight point five. Um, Cuyahoga's was thirty eight point one. Um, so in that sense, we were right about at the, at the average of the state. But there are many things that we do want to improve. One, we want to get more young people involved. They mm. weren't a huge part of this coalition, and we're going to have to specifically target them for the November race. And if you can get them in, involved, now you're talking. I mean, getting young people to vote has always been the great white whale in American politics, but um, they certainly did it for Barack Obama right. uh, in large numbers, and and we want to try to get them. And I think that the two issues that we've discussed that are going to be on the ballot, abortion and um, marijuana legalization can help with that. Right. Uh, we also still the problem of of turnout in the city of Cleveland is still something that we're and it's not even uh, an altogether problem. It's um, communicating, and I think the socioeconomic factors play such a role. If it's um, if you're working two jobs or right. if you're having uh, health issues or any Can't number of issues, a day off when it comes exactly to yeah. yeah yeah right it's hard to and it's not easy to believe after decades of voting in person that vote by mail is, is easy right, right. especially when you have Republicans lying about mail voting um, right. so. We want to continue to hit that, and we were uh, able, fortunate because of the ODP, to do some heavy canvassing the last week and a half in certain Cleveland wards, and we want to try to replicate that. Obviously, we have to raise money, and there's a a lot to do, Um, but it's about buy-in, and both us buying into the the residents and the the voters and residents buying into us. Um, So those are two big things. Young people in the city are things that we're going to constantly be emphasizing as we move forward. And the second part to that question is, you know, all the people that were helping uh, uh, around the party, in the party, you said there's precinct leaders, there's Dem Club leaders, there's people that work directly with you, with the party, or have different organizations that work directly with the party. Mm -hmm. What what do you think that they could or should or be looking for to, you know, the future? Yeah, right. I mean, so many of them are doing so well in their communities. Cleveland Heights, for example, I think canvassed their entire city um, as essentially a Dem club and, and people like that. So it may be, I think, I talk often about the science of politics, mm-hmm. which there is a science, of course, but it's an imperfect science. Uh, I also talk about the science of turnout, which is, I think, even more, if you will, scientific. Um, for example, there was only one thing on the ballot this past um, week. So instead of, the, the, right, I know, uh, it's just six days ago, but instead of having where we use that sample ballot that had every one of our candidates up and up and down the ballot and, and got that into one out of every three voters' hands, mm-hmm. uh, instead of doing that at the polls, we had people here at party headquarters on election day, including our county executive who came down for, for an hour calling people in the city of Cleveland. That's where you're drawing the names from. Um, so that's the science standing outside a polling place when there's only one thing on the ballot and 99% of the people coming to vote already know how they're voting. Right. Isn't necessarily Mm. as effective as, so the other thing is texting messaging. Um, all of those things are incredibly important, but, but, Face-to-face is still always going to be the most important when it comes to political persuasion. So what I'm hearing is that anybody who is involved or wants to get involved, there are many ways to get involved, to get messages out if Mm -hmm. it's 2023 
or going into the presidential election of 2020 and the Senate election of 2024. They could be texting. They could, you know, obviously lit drop and all those other things. But phone calls and everything could be a big part of the whole mobilization effort. Yeah, absolutely. Like we, we want to use everything we, every tool we possibly can uh, to reach out. And I have people weekly, basically. I met a woman, a lovely woman. She's from Parma. She sort of volunteer for the first time ever for the party this that's past awesome. weekend we worked she and i worked a shift at the county fair together that's and she awesome. said i said well then how did you so today i sent her to um her email to the city leader of parma you know she's going to be involved um people who had never i've never met before were here on election day at 10 uh, ready to make phone calls young people in particular you know you know and it didn't really it was just heartwarming to see so i think get involved reach out to me reach out to our executive director juanita brand our executive vice chair Whoever you can, we will get you plugged in. I promise. Last question. Actually, it's more of a statement and Mm -hmm. more of a request. Can you do me a favor? Can you say something to everybody about this election? Because honestly, there was a lot of anxiety, apprehension going into this election. Nobody knew how this was going to go. Everybody had a feeling about it. Mm -hmm. But we know that there was, you know, some rich billionaire coming from Illinois Mm -hmm. trying Mm -hmm. to fund the vote. Yes. It just, you know totally trying to you know change ohio yep well i think when we that's the thing is when we come together right there is more that unites us and separates us in this county quite frankly um whether it be political or uh, worldviews, things of this nature if we come together and put aside bs for want of a better term that things like this are possible and we we showed i think last week that when we do work together that we can win and it's been five years since we've won in this state but also this was almost not really even ideological. It was this notion of that this is an overreach that we as people can stand up and say no. And my hope is that some of the Republicans or independent-minded Republicans who voted last Tuesday or voted, you know, no for the first time joining Democrats, perhaps, is they realize we're not. Not only are we not that bad, but there is a common sense unity, unification if you will, for what we're doing. And we are certainly not the devil. Um, We, I always say that one of the things that separates Democrats from Republicans is this notion that we care about other people that we've never met. Mm -hmm. And that's something. So by the real mix of people who are involved, we can accomplish our goals and we can accomplish a great deal by working together. Well, congratulations again, Dave. And um, I'm looking forward to really showing what the Cuyahoga County Democratic Party and the Democratic Party in Ohio has in 23 and 24. Yeah, me too. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Cuyahoga County Democratic Party's podcast, Cuyahoga Today. Tune in next week for our latest show and find out all of the latest information that's happening right here in your community. Show your support by going to www.cuydem.com and make a contribution. Do you have any questions about the show? Is there a topic you want us to cover? Or is there someone you want us to interview? If so, you can reach out to me at M-D-I-E-M-E-R at C-U-Y-D-E-M dot com. That's M-Demer at Kydem dot com. Thank you again for joining our podcast. Until next week.